Well, hello, everybody out there. Anybody eating? Supper, <laughs> <laughs> supper. <laughs> Looking forward to this beautiful meeting tonight. So we're creating this beautiful image for all of us just to go into that center place. So looking forward to tonight and so we can allow the Holy Spirit to do her work. So I'd like to, again, greet everyone. And I'm sure you've got great big plans. If not, at least you'll <laughs> at least walk around the block once or twice, at least to get some exercise. So, but tonight we're talking about rising up and I really look forward to the conversation that Bishop Dana and Bishop Bobby and I will have, but also the opportunity of hearing the Holy Spirit, because it's really about that invitation that each of you and I and we will do tonight to invite the Holy Spirit into our work. So not our power, but the Holy Spirit's power. So if I could ask Bishop Dana, would he open our teleclass, the last in a series of three of re-entering? Dana, are you there? I am here, Padre. Great. Holy Spirit, God of my heart, God of all that is, we ask you to bless us today. We ask you to invade our spaces here to help us rise up, help us to understand your purpose in our hearts and our minds and our lives during all times, just the tough times, but the good times the smooth times, the easy times as well. Today we ask for your entrance into our cells, into our bloodstream, as we move closer to you with wanting to understand what it is that we're learning and how to bring it new to the world. We ask that your light, light up not just us, but our houses, our homes, our finances, our families, Bless Padre Paul, bless Bishop Bobby, bless up all the monks and ordained holding space in prayer, and for all the congregants, all the people listening now, we ask that you all are blessed by his holy magnificence. In his power and his grace, we enter in. Amen. 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 What a beautiful invocation, Dana. I love what pours through you as your blessing goes forth the god the father son holy spirit releases angels into your homes the holy spirit the light beings so we can actually have a party tonight with the heavenly beings and i expect great miracles to happen in your lives and our lives so coming together actually does excite me it does feel like being on retreat with you guys and with gals it's, it's that intimacy, but it's all about the Holy Spirit. So, you know, last week we had a wonderful teleclass with Dana Durier leading this. And his topic was on the mental capacity or mental breakdowns for people getting depressed, angry, alone, all those feelings that kind of can torture us and place in a different place us in a different phase of life and our, what we see as life itself. Sometimes it's like coming through. And a week before we had Bishop Bobby who talked about a new normal. And how's that going, people? <laughs> Have you found that place of the neutrality of what is and allowing grace to move us forward? So with those two previous talks and now the new one rising up, it is about re-entering this phase that we talked, especially in the natural or whatever your state, your governor has proclaimed as either state at home still or being released back to work, to your job, maybe to a new job, maybe a new opportunity of moving out of state or in a new relationship. All these things matter because as we re-enter, we have to let the old go and actually allow what I call the Holy Spirit, that the light being of what's within us, lead us, not our own self, but lead us into the, I call it, the heavenly realm. So for me, that's a, actually exciting. So I contemplated one of the Psalm 44, and it talks about rise up and help us, rescue us because of your unfailing love. So 
we're asking God to take us is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 44 really is a, a stepping stone. If you can place that on your heart, because it really does matter in how we do it. I'm, I'm really going after the concept of rising up. And for me, it's our willingness to surrender ourselves to the living God, to the Holy Spirit. We take over our heart, our life, our home, our business, our relationships, because we can't do it on our own power. I think you understood that or beginning to understand that, especially when we're homebound and we're limited to what actually we can do. So the COVID-19 virus brings about fear, maybe power over us, maybe it's the government, our, our individual, our states that mandates that we have to do this, we have to do that, we have to wear face masks, multiple things. And sometimes because it's the unknown, we get fearful of that. And will we ever, quote, break out of what is actually is normal? And for me, I want to plant the seed or the invitation that in our own power, we try to do it. And I think sometimes we fail. But if we allow the Holy Spirit, the whispers of heaven to take us to the next step, then we will see the miracles that happen. You know, Jesus said he gave us power and authority over all the earth, over the angels and also uh, the earth. So if we tap into what's within us, which means going deeper, going into our prayer time, if we start listening to that voice of the spirit, that it actually will lead us to that promised land of whatever we desire. I know we can have our own thoughts, but we're actually going after what God desires, especially in this new place that we're heading into. So Psalm 44, it really talks about the best way to seeking God for help is through praise, through worship, through kindness, through service, through giving, all these attributes. And for me, I'm learning because I'm a worshiper, so I have to say it's easy for me to enter in. Now, maybe you are not that type of a person, but what I'm inviting you to do is make it a template, make it a purpose in your, your morning when you wake up, just say, thank you, God. Now that's praising. If you're a singer, you can sing praises to God. I remember Ron Roth in the old tradition of celebrating life, sing praises all you people, sing praises to the Lord, sing praises all you people, sing praises to the Lord. So it's something that really comes forth from each of us. And you might have your own words, but it, it is about praising the Lord. Psalm 148 talks about that. And I remember this psalm, Ron Roth always during Lent, during our Yushev Mass every day, he always had us take the psalm books. And this was his favorite psalm. And I always remember this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from heaven. Praise him in the highest. The heights. Praise him all ye angels. Praise him all he hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Again, when we turn our heart towards the divine, we get God's attention. God's always looking out for us. God is near us. God is within us. But I say, let's, like your friend comes to the door, where are you going to say, come on in. It's a friendly welcome. Well, praising and thanksgiving is something that's dear to God's heart. And because of our, sometimes we feel restricted by what, call it the government, the mayor, the rules that are being placed around us to keep us safe, but there's this resistance. So what I would like to do is I um, want to tune into, there's a clip from Father Mark Gorey, and he like a three-minute clip, and he talks about this. And I love Father Mark's attitude, but also his youthfulness. So let's Tune into that right now. Praise be Jesus Christ. I'm out for a little early morning wilderness paddle on my paddle board, taking a little break here. Okay, so the latest is that people are saying that choirs have been spreading the coronavirus in the province of Alberta. They're reopening the churches, but they're saying people can't sing. The thing I've been saying from the beginning with this pandemic is we have to have the eyes of faith to, to see what is going on in the spiritual realm. Now, 
To praise the Lord is so powerful. Scripture commands us to praise the Lord. When when the children of God were singing the praises of the Lord, the wall of Jericho fell down. Sometimes when when the chosen people would go into battle, they would would lead with with people worshiping the Lord. Paul and Silas, when they were in in prison after being beaten with rods, they were put in the innermost jail. It was midnight. Um, the darkest time they were in chains, the, 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 the doors of the jail uh, were locked and they were praising the Lord. And there was a, a, a mighty earthquake and it threw open the doors and the chains uh, were, were loosened. Uh, we, we believe in the power of praise. So this is what I'm saying. During this time when people are suggesting that we shouldn't be singing, we shouldn't be praising the Lord. What I'm suggesting is not that we um, ignore calls to be careful with, with praising and church and all that. That's not the issue. The issue is, is we need to personally, deep down, see this as a, as a call to praise the Lord all the more. Even if we're alone in our car, or alone in our room, or out on out on the water, or out in a field, or something, there's there's a call, I believe, from God to, as they say in the spiritual tradition, to agire contra, to act in the contrary. If it seems like there's forces that are telling us not to praise the Lord, and I'm and I'm not speaking about government officials, I'm I'm speaking about in the realm of the spirit. Something is trying to prevent God's people from praising the Lord. What I'm saying is we need to agire contra. We need to act in the contrary, and we need to praise God like we've never praised him before. We need to praise him in our rooms, we need to praise him in our cars, we need to praise him in the fields, we need to praise him on the water. We need to praise Him. As Scripture says, from the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Viva Cristo Rey and praise the Lord. That's my buddy. I really like Father Mark. He just comes to the point. And for me, you know, it goes back to what Padre Ron Roth did when we were in, in our Catholic church that we were in for seven years. And they have the Psalms read before our mass was said and turn our gaze towards the divine. And so however you do that individually in your own work is really the, the gift that you're going to give to God, but also each other. You know, my, um, I was contemplating the Sermon on the Mount and I'd like to read it. It's a short one. And to me, I've, I've heard before people say, well, I really don't, can't hear God's word or I can't hear God's voice. I don't really hear him whisper to me that those type of things. And what I realized was, well, Jesus walked this earth 2000 years ago and he actually, he gave us the beatitude. So these are actually Jesus words to you. So if you can't hear his voice, let me be the voice of the Lord. And it's just going to be a recognition of, how blessed we are because there's actually three points in the Sermon on the Mount that I want to highlight and I'll highlight it now is first his teachings will change you meaning he invites you into his heart of how he would serve humanity Two, the the teachings will change you and me and it's about that transformation because if we listen to the words the Holy Spirit will stir and it's her role is to change us and then the world around us. And number three is his teachings will make us rise up and set us free and those other people free. So in the sermon, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, Psalm 1 through 6, blessed are the poor in the spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And the poor in the spirit is really a, a love for God. It's really, we empty ourselves so we can actually be filled. So the first thing is we're empty. And I love that. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And again, give and you shall receive. So if you're really caring for and especially in this pandemic, and I've heard many people invite their neighbors to pick up groceries for them if they couldn't get out, honor them or cooking or even doing their clothes, you know, washing their clothes. So there's a gratitude that comes, but pay attention to, for those who mourn. 
And we have a listening ear, but more of a listening heart. So if we go outside of our comfort zone, we can actually participate and be in the hands and the words of Christ. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meaning, get rid of your ego, in a sense, of, or your pride. And say, so, well, I, I can't talk to my neighbor. Or maybe the Holy Spirit is saying, donate money for the food bank. All these things matter. And I think it's a, a really a beautiful teaching that we're actually being taught here in being in the home where we have to, we're kind of, our mind is kind of concentrating on the small things, the little things. And once we participate in that, great things will happen because of the spirit. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, which is right standing. They will be filled. And for me, that's, it talks about, for me, that hunger and thirst for God. Because righteousness is about a, our relationship with the divine. And I am sure your relationship with God is growing in this quietness, in this solitude. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Again, if you give kindness, people return that kindness. Because God always says, give to others, and God will give back to us. Not the same person in another form. And I've seen that over and over in my life, and I'm a giver. Blessed are the pure in the heart, for they will see God. King David, it said about King David that he had the heart of God. And wouldn't you like to have that? The very openness, the, the listening ear, the, the whispers, just knowing what the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit desires for you and for me. So we can be God's hands. We can be God's voice. We can be God's abundant to other people. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons and daughters of God. And we all want to be a, a son and a daughter because that's a very affectionate name. The beloved son, the beloved daughter. It's like the invitation. I can really feel the stirring of the Holy Spirit. That resonates with you. It resonates with me. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we all know standing up for, I, call, I don't want to say our rights, but it's true, it's our rights. But standing up for the truth of what is Maybe we're being asked to wear a mask. And it's like, well, I don't really want to. It doesn't feel good. It hurts. I was complaining because my ears hurt because it was, it was too tight. That doesn't matter. I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting those, even though I don't have the virus. But yet it's a conscious act. And so if Jesus, when he taught this, he says he wants to challenge you. He wants to change you. And he wants you to rise up in his spirit. And if we do that, our world changes. And so to me, when we gather together in prayer, and I'm happy that we have been doing this once a week with my brothers, that as a community, we can come together and we can bless those who really are, can be challenged sometimes. So with that, I'd like to share an experience. And the last time I think I spoke about, because of our quarantine, I've been doing daily communion and I've actually been loving that. I just made a commitment to myself because I want to draw near to God. And that's to me is one way for me personally, that I can really cherish the communion, being in union with God. And I've been having some profound experiences just by allowing his voice, his presence to feed me my daily bread, my manna. And that's been spectacular. This last week, yeah, last week, my, our churches are closed, and I normally go to a Catholic church and a non-denominational church, and they're both closed, and my brother texts me and says, hey, guess what? They're going to give out communion at our Catholic church, but not inside, but on the outside. If you just drive up, the priest will come and give you communion, and I'm on it. You know, I think it was an hour before, and so I checked the computer, and I says, oh, my God, it's going to happen. So I got in line. I was so happy. And, and the priest said some prayers, and then the other priests, they all came to the cars and was handing out communion. And so we just hold out our hand, like I taught our group, you know, given communion. And so he placed the Eucharist, the Christ, on my hand. And I had my mask on, so I took off my mask, and so then I received communion. And unbeknownst to me, 
this precious bread. This precious bread. When it was placed on my tongue, it started to burn. I've been having communion for 60 years and I've never had that experience before. And it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yes, it's God, but it's like, oh my God, something's happening to me. And you know, the wise one that I am, I decided I go to the car mirror and I looked and stuck out my tongue because I thought I would see blood on this host because it was something was happening from this form called manna from bread, the bread of life. And I just started bawling. And I, in relationship to my daily practice of giving communion, the living presence just says, I'm here. I've been waiting for you. And he, God got my attention. And as many times as I've received communion and had some profound experiences, each one deepens my relationship with Christ. Because if the light goes in, it's, it's there. Holy Spirit's presence is there. But when Yeshua comes and makes his home with me, then hopefully my brightness, <laughs> baldness, is shinier, people, it becomes an attractive field for everyone. So for me, that really does offer my daily bread. And that's why I decided I wanted to offer communion at the close of this teleclass. Because what I experienced, I'm gonna pass on to you. Because he's my Lord, my savior. Bobby, I'm gonna propose two questions to Bobby and Dana. And when was the last time something rose up within you or outside of you that changed the trajectory of your life or your relationship with the divine? Well, the first thing is that I was invited to do Zooms with Padre. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, talk about stretching my comfort zone. Because, you know, I, I tend to, I tend to be a very active prayer and I go to the triangle, I go to my oh, altar space. Right. I'm constantly a force in motion when it comes, when, when I'm praying on the, on the calls. So when you're on the phone, you can't really see that. So I had to like really get prepared and just settled for the Zooms. And it's been really, really good. And it, it's also shown me how much I've grown and changed in terms of my comfort zone. Because I, I, I really had to stretch. But then it's also been part of a succession of requests from a larger reality, which is I was also invited to become an Akam meditator, which I'll be doing that in a couple of days. And I've been preparing for that for a week or so. A few, about a month ago, I was asked to do this Smarana Diksha, and those have been on Zooms. So a lot of things, a lot of ways of being positioned to share God's mercy and positioned to share God's grace, which are not part of my comfort, but they're definitely very effective and it's really touching lives. And it, remind, it reminds me of this quote that I'd like to share, which is, submit to God and you will have peace. And that's from Job. And Job was one of those people who just was stripped down and stripped down and stripped down. And I've had a similar kind of life, nothing like Job, but where my growth and my peace comes from actually submitting to the divine's reality. And every time I, I grasp for ease or, or something that's my mind says is stabilizing, it, it usually falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's so but, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, but when I really listen with a heart that is positioned on God's will mm -hmm. and God's presence, I experience supernatural wonder. I experience mm -hmm. supernatural grace. I experience, I, I experience something that's better than ease. I, ex I experience a way. Wow. And it's just an extraordinary it's an extraordinary gift and it's something I wouldn't give myself. And also during this COVID time, I mean, I've been given a lot that I wouldn't give myself, which is a lot of opportunity to, to be in my home 
in a in a different way because a lot of times I work in my home, so I see clients, but I'm actually living more in my home. So it's just a completely different experience, and I'm being reminded of my my who I am on a core level, and then also realizing so much of who I thought I was is gone. There's just no. I try to tap it, and there's nothing there. You know, it's been emptied, and and it's such a wonderful way of realizing that transformation happens. It's a happening and it's not a concept and it's not a, it's not something you check off your calendar, you know, or your list. Well, you know, you practice that principle that I kind of throw around at times is what happens in the natural happens in the supernatural. Yeah. And I know you lost many, many pounds in the last- 40 pounds, yep. Holy 40 pounds. moly. Yeah. No mm. wonder all these spiritual gifts are showing up, you know, it's just like, <laughs> It's huge. Yeah. I still need to work on that, though. <laughs> <laughs> more prayer, more prayer. <laughs> so, but I love that, Bobby. You, you talked about your prayer practices. And it's like, what qualities have rose to the top of your prayer practice that harnesses the sacred energy to move you beyond your old habits and walk into divine union with God? And I think you were just mentioning some of those opportunities that are presenting themselves. Yeah. But also, you know, I've actually started meditating more, even though I, I do have a prayer life, but I have a prayer life where I get, I get stimulated by the divine pray and I jump on it, but I'm actually doing more meditation and, and more breathing exercises and more conscious emptying and, than I did before. So this this has been a unique thing for me because I like I was mentioning last time on Chipina's call, I have ADD and I'm very active. So I've had to learn to harness that brain using different things. And one of the things I use is running energy and 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 music. So I'm now not really doing so much of that because I, I have less opportunity, but I am meditating more. And the meditation has actually soothed me and calmed me and brought me into a deeper communion, really deep inner space. So, and I think there's, there's more of that going to happen, but it's, it's unique. So it's, this is a unique time for me. Mm. And like I said, I I wouldn't have given it to myself. This was, had to be, (laughs) you know, this was a gift from God. I agree. And I'm sure most of you, hopefully you have, are journaling this journey that you're having the last couple of months because it's profound and it's going to project you into this new place rising up within you. So Dana, the same question, what has rose up within you that actually has changed the trajectory of your life? Well, I guess I can start by with saying when I first said yes to you to become a <laughs> That's Yes, that's true. I agree with that one. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of times we will decide that we are willing to take a, a step in a direction. And yet what you really have to be ready for is that it means that you're going to be thrown into situations that are new, maybe uncomfortable to start off with, maybe way outside your field. All of mine seem to have a common denominator of terror at the bottom. And it's always this oblique thing about a group's punishment of me for being false. Oh, wow. And trying to distill it for a while, what it is. And I can remember the first time it happened after, shortly after you made me a minister, I, following up on how the entities down in Brazil had said I'm an exorcist, and from then on I had exorcism duties whether in my healings, et cetera. But I got a call from a, from a, a person who wanted my help and asked me to come out to help their partner who was in the attempts of committing suicide. And they had already many times tried to 5150 them and et cetera. And they just said, we gotta try something different. It doesn't solve anything. So I drive out there wondering what I will do. And I tell they, this person's out in the barn and I go out there and this person's sitting there with a large bottle of alcohol and many pills. And the first thing I'm recognizing, whoa, <laughs> I didn't get any trade for this, you know? And what I did was I, I realized this is a breaking moment and I needed to break. It, it's no different than any other 
issue I've had in my life where I don't know if I can play this French horn, like Bobby said, I don't know if I can do this talk. And you're like, what does it hurt not to break through this little plastic wall of fear and see what happens? This seemed a little big though, because somebody's life was in the balance. And the first thing I had to do is address the elephant in the room whose name was actually Fred. And it was a being that was talking to him. And I said, do you want to keep talking to him or do you want you said you wanted me to come here. At least that's the message I had. And he goes, you could see him. And I'm like, yeah. And so a whole new level opened up for me. In the end, we made it through that situation and everything was fine. I could move forward and fast forward to the story that Julian shared when he asked me to show up at the hospital. I was ready to help at the hospital. I didn't know what I was doing there other than maybe lay hands on his mother. And then when you did the prayer over her, Padre, he's holding the phone over her you know, holding it over her head like this so that you could do the prayer. And as you did that, her, her, she starts doing this. And I go, that's what happens when we do an exorcism at CLM events. I'm like, there's a being in her. That's why she's in a coma. Okay. All right. So I got to do this. Where are the nurses? Where are the doctors? How can I fit? How can I play the music in the background of the, of the nuns singing to get them out of here? I said, you guys watch the door. Hold this color. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. And again, it was, it was not me. It's I hear the step to do. A more subtle thing that's that's for everybody everybody goes through this too. I mean, it's just Monday. I was announcing to all my classes that were because I've been listening to the governor's talks, I thought uh certain businesses were opening and I thought, well I can I can restart some of my classes. I sent out emails and et cetera. But then it was brought to my attention that Marin County, our county, has a very strict adherence because he he says yes you can open, but you've got to go to local governance. And it's, it's so strict that we could get fined. I could lose my nonprofit license, all, all sorts of things. And again, in each one of these, a fear pulls me down. I feel that fear pulling me down. I wouldn't say the fear rises up. It's more like I'm, it, it's thrown at me. Yeah. It's my own inner issue. Agreed. And I, I, I go, no, I believe in something more. And again, the guidance, each one of these, the first one with was Raphael, the second one was Raphael, and this one was my whole council just saying, we'll walk you through the steps of how this is going to work. And maybe you have to revisualize the structure of the school, not change the structure of the classes, but maybe things have to wait. Some things go forward. And with it, all of a sudden, a vision came of how to solve this problem. In it, I find each and every time, it's never my mind, as you said, Bobby, my mind can't handle these things. It doesn't know what to do with it. it. That's why I was talking about last time, you have to lose your mind. Too many minds are trying to solve the problem, and none of them have access to the, the full grace of God, doesn't understand the solutions. It's only going back through old data points saying, well, if I poke this thing, maybe something will happen. And um, <laughs> what I've learned to do is say, you tell me, you guide me. Except I'm not an automat. It's not taking, I'm not a robot. It didn't take me over. And yes, it did. I gave permission to be a channel of this space. I'm not in charge of it. I'm just supposed to do what it says, including millimoments of where I'm supposed to put my finger and how long to hold it. And all of it is never, oh, wow, this is wonderful. I would like, when it rises up, all you can do is float with it. All you can do is fly. Like as it put out your wings, and let the wind take you where you're supposed to go. And you were going to ask about the prayers too. Uh, one prayer practice that came to me, because or a practice where I've had many different types of meditations I have done, but my guides, those same counsel have showed me, it's very important now to receive. Not just meditate, but actually receive. Like during communion. So each morning the practice I have right now is before I get out of bed, I'll put in my earphones and I have a guided thing that a friend of mine walked me through because I needed to hear it in a voice. And then literally this grace comes around me like gentle glitter. It's not supposed to be powerful. It's not supposed to take you anywhere. It's just an imbibing into my cellular space, a new dimension, a, a permanent dimension, a dimension of the future, like what Bobby said, the new normal. And then there's a, a field that's created around me that's woven that makes me not so susceptible and fearful of all these judgments. Should you wear a mask? Should you not wear a mask? Hey, you're not far enough away. The rules that people out of fear, they're legitimate 
concerns. It's, it's just like red lights and green lights and yellow lights. We could be very neutral about it and work with it. But probably the first time red lights came up and green lights came up, hey, you didn't stop at that red light. Oh my God, you know, we're going to take you pull four, 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 four directions by horses. You know, now you get a ticket, you know, or literally you go to traffic school, you relearn. So I think at the beginning of new change, there are, it, there can be an overzealousy on some parts to, to try to keep things in control out of a fear. And then there's people out of a fear of losing their freedom that go, no, I don't want to do anything. So I'm going to fight this. Yeah. But all of us have to get into a place or learn a surrender to, I think we're being, we're all asked to step up a level and where am I supposed to be with this? And I can't do that without this new energy space of the Holy Spirit in me. And without it, I'm a goner. Without it, I'm, I'm, I'm crashing up against, the waves are just crashing me up against the wall and I'm a, I'm a broken branch or something like that. I could relate to that so much, Dana, because I did uh, some grocery shopping the other day and I got yelled at because I was going the wrong way. <laughs> and, it's, and I go, what? And they go, see the signs on the floor? There's arrows. You need to go that way. And I go, well, I'm looking at the f my food. I'm not looking at the floor. But okay, I turned around and obeyed the rules. But it was like, it catches you, like all of us. At first, it's like, we like to resist because I think it's in our nature. Don't tell me what to do. But again, when we tap into what is true for us, it really does matter. I want to talk about People know Celebrating Life is doing the rosary, so we honor our Blessed Mother. But there was messages that I heard from, messages from Our Lady of Argentina, which I hadn't heard before. And it really does make a point to her, I like, she shoots from the hip, so to speak, <laughs> in the, her messages. And two of them I just want to talk about, because I think it's very apropos to our present day pandemic that we're going through. Our Lady says, we are losing our sacred aura. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Our aura, sacred aura. And you just talked about in your prayer time, Dana, you, you have this glistening gold come around you. That's an aura. And I know FSC talks about uh, what colors do you see? For me, an aura would be the presence where when I pray, when I meditate, something comes outside of me and just expands. And Our Lady says, we're losing, but I like the word sacred aura again the relationship with the divine and another quote she said was all humanity is contaminated now just think of that in the context of the pandemic the virus we all had a shift we all had to be contained we all and it's like well is it me is it you do you have the virus there's that projection that we do have that it's probably you and i don't want to catch it from you because I'm a good person, but maybe you're not. And the idea is, it's based on, for her, talk about humanity is con contaminated, is we've broken our covenant with God. Remember, Adam and Eve, well, when God created Adam and Eve, they were born into paradise. Everything was theirs. Everything they could desire was theirs. But one thing, the don't eat from the of good and evil and so the idea was we're actually made an image as a likeness of god but somehow we've fallen from the fruit of the tree in a sense of we lost our relationship and so whether it's our blessed mother whether it's yogananda whether it's buddha uh, krishna they're all asking us return to our first love and that's really within each one of us so it really does ask the question how have I fallen short? Is my aura bright enough to actually to become a tractor field so people seek you out, myself out, our community out, for prayer, for a handout? It's, it's really, it's all about that, that I think are, so to rise above that and to enter into this promises, we have to have, I call it the Spirit's help in that. Because I think each man, woman, fail in our own abilities, and we desire for God to take us to that next step. And so to me, what, um, Bobby, what would be one of the ways that you could encourage our community to gather or make that aura brighter, let's put it that way? 
one of the things that I've been consciously doing is just sending probably what some might consider too much, but some I think are really appreciating it. Pictures, poems, songs, things that just kind of change, keep the, the tone high, keep the, the, the spirit high, and also just send a note of, you know, I'm thinking of you, I love you. I, I, I may not be able to see you. I may not be able to do anything about what's going on for you, but I love you and I'm thinking of you and I want to connect in this moment. Um, so I've been doing a lot, you know, I've been focusing a lot on my godchildren and on my prayer communities, but I've also been thinking about some of my friends that I haven't seen in a long time and who, who don't even relate to my reality. So wow. I'm, but I'm still finding one or two little things every once in a while just to, to send their, in their way so that they know. And they may or may not be receptive to it. They may not open it. It might, might be an e-card or something like that. And they may not even open it. But at least my heart feels better. I feel like I, I had to honor me in this too. It wasn't just that I'm thinking of you. It's like, I love you. And I, I need to take some kind of sincere and intimate action in your, in your direction. Yeah. And also, I also know that can work against you too, because I've been in situations where you you do something and it can give the wrong impression. Then people are like, you're like, oh, no, no, no. That's not what I was doing. That's not what I was saying. But, yes. it's, but that's okay too. It's just like, it's good to just keep the, God, God has, has infused each of us perfectly. And it's our responsibility to figure out how to share that. And and I just love this, this, this one quote, if you don't mind, it's from the scripture. I can't, I can't pronounce which scripture, but, and they said, let us rise up and build. So they are strengthened their hands at the, so that they are strengthened their hands for the good work. And I think I'm using my hands with my technology instead of how I normally do it with doing energy healing. All right. Yes. But I'm also learning how to do remote sessions in a way that I, I would only do as an emergency, but now it's become half of my, my practice. And I'll tell you, I get more compliments on my remote healing <laughs> than I've ever done on my <laughs> hands-on. People, people will send me back information saying, oh my God, that was so powerful. I, I can't even speak. And mm. I'm like, great. And I think <laughs> that's God right there. Because it really is. I, I feel like, really? Okay. <laughs> I'm chopped liver. <laughs> I mean nothing. <laughs> I want a piece of you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just like, get out of the way and let God. <laughs> so strengthening my hands is actually doing nothing. And just being, mm. you know, I put my hands, I put my hands on a sacred item. And mm. I just pray and God does all the work. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about that, Bob, because to me, something rose up within you, trying something new. And I think Dana and I and all our community, those who are on this call, can actually say that's happening. And for me, I also, how do I say, I'm in remembrance of those from the past. Maybe they were friends, but went apart for whatever reason, graciously, but they're in remembrance and people are coming into my life again. And I thought, it's because I paused. Otherwise, I've just been too busy to, oh, just got to keep moving on. Can't stop. So yeah. for Dana, have you experienced any of that yourself? Yeah, my, uh, my tool that I've focused on, whether it's being a professional musician in my last lifetime or thinking of being a musician in this, li in, in this early lifetime, music, sound is really, really important. And during the last decade I have more and more I don't try to use it during my meditation for people or with myself I think instead once I'm ready to go music is a form of communication the beginning was the word so and lately my guys have shown me it's more about the tone so what music we pick matters if I just give get the music that's given to me my experience is like I am on a talk am radio show in my regular life 
But if I'm actually found those pieces that rise me up, I actually have them going in the background while I'm talking to somebody or emailing. And that changes all the energy of what's communicated. So it's almost like it's humming in, in the background all the time, all the time, all the time, but not for the sake of the song, not to remember the song, not to actually shout the song out and get others to sing with me. Like he was saying in the choirs, singing out loud is a lot of times the way that people actually rise up. And right. then it's being taken away from them because of course, yes, you got a lot of shit coming out. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what we're trying to avoid. Should, so should one stop singing? As he was saying, absolutely not. What has to happen is you have to be the song. Yes, yes, yes. Our backgrounds, all three of us have, have chosen a background at this moment that's a song. You could say it's a picture, but it's not. It's a song. It's a mandala. It's a, it's a waveform over space that allows one to enter a new dimension. And thus what we choose as our song determines our ex inner experience. And our experience with the divine. That's why I'm always surprised when the divine keeps picking the songs. And it's like the same one over and over. I'm like, come on, I like diversity. And they're like, yeah, but you're not here yet. Once you get here, <laughs> experience diversity. But right now, when you go to diversity, you just match it and lower yourself. Why not stay aligned and sing your inner song as you listen to that song? Which would be no different than meeting with another person who's having a hard time. Yeah. And deciding, it's not dueling banjos here, but the highest song brings the other up. Yes. So whether it's like today, I was told to go down to accounting to hand in my travel. Everybody's got masks on. By the time I left, everybody had their masks off because they felt safe. Because I was talking about the common sense of, of life. And I've been tested. I don't have it. So I'll take it off if you're comfortable. So it was an asking. First, of course, if I would ask in the beginning, nobody would have taken it off. But in the, in the end, I was like, would you be comfortable if... You pulled it down because I can't hear you. And I know I can see that you don't have COVID. I can tell you that I don't. Nobody in this room has it. I think we're safe enough to commune. But by the end, they weren't, they weren't thinking about the freedom of the mask or anything like that. They were just all joyful. Mm. You know, and they remembered, I'm going to go off for a walk and smell the flowers. Because I was talking a bit about how valuable it is right now. What opportunities we have to tap into music in the yeah. smell of a flower, in the music of watching birds fly, in the music of just sitting in the stillness of your room. It's all music yeah. to me. And that's how I try to, uh, that's what they've shown me that I've got to really take on. And that, that dust coming into my space is the finest music. It's so sparkly, distinct. It's, it's, it's always uplifting. That's your sacred aura. You yeah. know, that really is feeding your soul and bring you out of yourself in order to serve others. I think 35 years ago, there was a song called We Are the World, and it's their anniversary this year. But it's all about giving. We are in this together worldwide with this pandemic. And it's really about to give, give to another person what you already have. Maybe it's just a friendly smile, I'll pull down your mask and smile, or serving a person, baking them some food. Whatever it might be, it's about the kindness, but we have to do this together because community, when we join together, it's a powerhouse. So to me, it's about prayer, it's about giving, and it's about sharing our talents with one another. We are the world. We have an opportunity of changing this world, you and I, together as a community. And to me, one of the ways we can do that is joining in prayer and put our prayer requests tonight, what's in your home, what's in your heart, what's in our hearts, and pray for those as we will continue on with our communion service. So Dana, what would be a prayer, an intention that you have for tonight as we break bread together? My prayer is that we can tap into the, the forgiveness that's necessary to erase the shame and erase the confusion, erase the doubt, and erase the fear because we'll judge ourselves for, by our fears and by our actions instead of God bring us home now bring us home into the place of your nature your heart and do that I forgive myself I forgive all others 
those that I've done harm to, I ask forgiveness of those that have done harm to me. I let you be free. As, a, as we bring that new level of community together, it doesn't matter what the accoutrements are. The community is the same, whether we're in a cave or whether we're in a giant resort. The community of, of where we're coming from is what matters. And so all the, la- the, the missed the mark choices, all the sins past, including up today, I, I ask for that release and I give all my mistakes up to you that I might learn. That's beautiful. That's really coming from the heart, my friend. And I think it's speaking to all of us. If we can let go, if we can surrender. There's a, I just want to quote something. If you couldn't find peace, I heard a, a minister invoke this invitation. It said, in order to access the peace that passes all understanding, you've got to give up your right to understanding. Meaning, because we're trying to figure out God, we're trying to figure out ourselves. And it's in that simple place of solace about quietness that love gets to be revealed and then we give it away. So, Bobby, what is your intention for tonight, for our communion, for our community and the world? Well, it's based in this premise, Padre. God doesn't give us what we can handle. God gives us help so that we can handle what we've been called to do. And I think that's also very true for a lot of prayer requests came in tonight for this call. And I see every single one of these people who put a prayer request in who are really handling something very difficult. And I just see they are teachers and they, they are, their spirit is so beautiful and they really are part of this new creation that God is bringing to the planet. So I, also am just surrendering myself as an instrument for the divine tonight. Wow. So beautifully said, Bobby. Part of my intention is, especially for tonight, but it goes beyond my limitations of my words, was the mental health people. Even in our community, we have many people who have that position. For instance, we have Kate, we have Laura and Steve, Pam, Dr. Liz, Bobby, Mary Kay, the list goes on and on. So we just want to wrap God's love, God's light around them. And for all those who are just sick, whether they're at home being sick, in the hospital, those who are in quarantine, those who have the virus. And this goes around the world, not just in our own families, but it does have each of us. But it's the idea is, for me, communion And I shared my experience about I had an experience of God just receiving. So when you receive these elements tonight, we're taking in the gift of love, the gift of mercy, of kindness, forgiveness, prosperity, healing, whatever that might be. And whatever we need to apply to our bodies, our life, our spiritual life, that brilliant, that I call it, it will change the aura that sacred aura that's been going out. It's going to light that flame again. And that's why I wanted to connect it with our communion tonight is because if Our Lady says our aura is going out. That means our relationship is somewhat broken. And so I want to heal that. And I want to heal that for my brothers, my sisters, my own family, my own community, my own neighborhood, because I want everyone to experience the love of Christ. So With that, if you could just take an element, for me, it's the bread, but mine's nice and rounded, but yours might be a cracker. It doesn't matter what position it is. It's about our intention tonight. And my intention, our intention, is to really lift up even the words that Jesus said to us. And I love, he says, he took bread, and he said he looked up to heaven, his heavenly father, and gave thanks and praise with gratitude. We recognize the source of his life. We recognize the source of our lives. And we just gave thanks. And it said he broke the bread. Then he gave it to his disciples. Remember, we just talked about giving. What we have, we give it away. Jesus was there and he already gave it away. He says, do this in memory of me. Now, he didn't say, Think about me maybe a week from now, a year from now, 2,000 years from now. 
he says, do this daily. So the idea is when we go into our prayer closet and we commune with God, this, this heavenly host, this manna from heaven, heals, restores all areas, all relationships in our life. So receive the, the light of Christ, the brilliant love, the sacred aura that breathes you, that heals you, and restores you. Amen. So, Bobby, if you have the wine and... Blessed Mother, Father, God, you are a bounty in this world. You give everything that you have, your blood, your sweat, your tears, to purify our souls. You baptize us with your presence, Lord. And we receive, we receive so deeply the sweet nectar of your presence. We receive it on all levels of our being, every cell of our body, throughout all time and space. We are purified now in your holy name. The fragrance of your holy waters is now purifying us, healing us, and restoring us forever after. There's such an intimacy with this relationship with Yeshua, with the Divine Mother, all light beings. And as they invade your space, your home, your heart tonight, just allow grace, that living water as Bobby talked about. Mary says our world is contaminated, but when that living water comes forth, it cleanses, it renews, it restores, every area of our life. Oh, Holy Spirit, impact my people. Impact my people tonight. Let your Holy Spirit just invade, cleanse, renew, restore, heal the brokenhearted, heal those sadness as we rise up in your spirit, just as with the resurrection Jesus, that same energy that raised him will raise you to new heights to enter into the new, the promised land for your workplace, for your family, for your children, for all the workers that have been so faithful to serve those who are sick. I thank you, O Lord our God, for abundantly blessing my brothers and my sisters, my children, my godchildren. I thank you, O Lord our God, for your light, your love. Father, increase your favor on this ministry and on each family here. For you promise a year of favor. So double portion blessings as we enter into this new paradigm, this new norm. But we take you in this presence with a fulfillment that you touch our hearts, but you fulfill the very essence of who we are as beloved sons, as beloved daughters. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for your living word made flesh tonight. And Bishop Bobby, would you like to offer a prayer and then also Dana as we conclude? Beloved Creator, you have brought us together as a family tonight to do some powerful work in your name. Thank you for trusting each of our souls to carry your light into the world. Thank you for awakening us at the deepest level of our being so that we may serve, know, and remember you in everything that we say and do. You are a great God, a powerful God, a merciful God, and a pleasing God. Thank you for bringing great pleasure to each of our lives through the, the answering of our prayer requests in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God, for the grace, through the communion, through the sounds, the words, the music, the presence that's in the rooms right now. I can feel it here with me. I can feel it there with you. Thank you, God, for everything. Take us now and lift us. Let us rise up. Let us start anew. This is a brand new day. This is a brand new start. We can be this new openness. 
all things in us that are solid and resistant break now and instead are filled with your light, your love, and your wisdom. Thank you, God, for everything. Thank you, God, for everything. Amen. Thank you, God, for everything. And thank you, everyone, for being on this program tonight and reviewing it again. It's our delight, Bishop Dana, Bishop Bobby, for hosting this presence, this re-entry into our new beginnings. Be blessed, be honored, namaste, our friends. God bless you. Thank you.